0: Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffitt, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars. So we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And you guys, I'm so excited who's here with me today. I'm kind of a little starstruck, I'm not gonna lie, um, because I have Scott Sheehan, our national president of NAFME. Um, he's also educational consultant at Con Silmer, and he's the director of bands and music department chair at Holidays Aysburg Area Senior High School in Pennsylvania. And he has a million more hats that he wears, but um, I'm just so excited that he's here because we're here to talk about productivity and wellness. And he's got some resources that he can share with us because he's been around the block a few times and he knows what he's talking about. Scott Sheehan, thank you for being here today.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's uh, my pleasure and honor to be here with you.
0: Mm. I remember meeting you. I did one of the uh, keynotes at uh, your conference in Pennsylvania Um, and uh, it was it's such you are so genuine and just it's been fun to run into you and see your work and i'm just in awe of all the things you're doing and holding us together after we've come out of this weird time in education and it's still kind of weird i'm not gonna lie so (laughs) um but um you've been doing this for a while um as a band director, music teacher and the like. And so before we dive in and start talking about some of the resources that you can share with us and some tips and the like, give us a little background about how you decided to become a band director and and do all the things you're doing.
1: Sure, I'll, I'll give you the the real high level quick version of this. But I pe- I played the trumpet because my dad played the trumpet. So when I was a little kid, probably four years old, I can have memories of my dad playing the trumpet around the house, and I wanted to try it too. And so probably by first or second grade, I was able to get some sounds out and know some fingers to push down. And and so when it came time in school to pick an instrument, it just was a natural thing. Of course, I was going to play the trumpet. And uh, from there, you know, I did the the typical high school band thing and we got a new band director when i was a freshman in high school and he came in young, energetic, lots of new ideas. And I just really connected. And, you know, so the power that one person has to influence somebody else is huge. We hear that all the time. And um, so a lot of inspiration there. But I can remember the exact day. It was a Tuesday, my junior year in high school in the month of March. Wow. Yeah, this is really specific. I, it was a Tuesday. I'm sitting in the band room and we we're rehearsing on an American Spiritual by David Holsinger. It was about one. In the afternoon. I mean, like, this is really a vivid memory for me. And I had the most incredible experiences. The music was climaxing towards the end of the piece and everything. I'm playing my trumpet part. And I just had this feeling, this rush. It was like the clouds parted, the sun shone down, you know, that all wow moment, that music chose me. I don't think I chose music because I was planning to be an architect. I had all these other plans. My parents had all these other plans for me. And it literally just knocked my socks off. It was the most profound feeling I'd ever had in my life. Like, your purpose is now before you go. I mean, it was literally that, that impact. I remember walking home that day sad because it was over because that moment in time that, that incredible experience was over. And I wanted to get back to the band room to have that feeling again, you know? And so in so many ways, my whole career has been chasing that feeling, that experience for my students, you know, not just for me, but for my students to know that music can change our lives. and. So many incredible ways that we just don't even expect when you least expect it, something's going to happen through music. And, and so much of it from there on out was about the connections and the people. So, you know, I went to Clarion University, which is one of our state schools here in Pennsylvania, got an uh, undergraduate. When I told my parents I wanted to be a band director, they they said, oh, OK, you need to have a backup plan. So I have a degree in marketing as well, uh, <laughs> which was very which
0: is helpful because you it's recruiting and all
1: those things. Exactly. Exactly. So I, in five years, I was able to get two bachelor's degrees and, um, started teaching in a very rural school in in central Pennsylvania. I had about 30 students when I, on the roster showed up for my first parade, you know, like first day on the job. And there were 13 students that showed up and it wasn't like the 13 gung ho, like, Hey, 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 here we go. Students. This was 13 kids who parents made them go and they were defeated. And eight years later, when I left, there were 188 students in the program and this very, you know, what I would call small rural. School and um, and we were just making all kinds of music and, and loving what we were doing and uh, we hosted Maynard Ferguson before he had passed at the high school. Um, we had Mike Vax in the Stan Kenton Ghost Band. In uh, we had done all kinds of things um, and and it was just like we kind of grew together. You know, I was young trying to get cut my chops and, and being a band director and knowing what, what was good. And, and one tidbit that I would share kind of off the bat is surrounding yourself with people who can help and, and mentor you and guide you. And so I was very young, excited, enthusiastic, certainly, but really didn't know what I didn't know. <laughs> and I hooked up with a professor, director of bands at Penn State University, Dennis Glocky, and, and he... Um, so graciously took this very young uh, kind of raw kid who had a lot of enthusiasm and and helped me in so many ways to really learn about how I needed to develop my own musicianship. So that as much as I had these ideas and goals and things I wanted to see the students do, I needed to make sure I had the chops and the skills and that the students had the technique to be able to make the music that we were, we were trying to make together. And, um, and to be able to create something. So that was uh, it, my first eight years. And then I uh, moved to Holidaysburg where I've been here for the last 18. And um, and it has just been a, an incredible ride here. It's uh, sort of a small town feel, but there's a lot of resource. And, and I, I do feel the privilege here uh, of having a lot of support from the administration, my colleagues, um, the, the whole community. And we've been fortunate to be one of the best communities for music education and, and so on. And... And um, so yeah, so that's kind of how I, I kind of fell in love with music and and got started, and uh, and I've always had this kind of connective thread of service leadership. Uh, I'm sure many of your guests, you know, can reference Tim Lotzenheiser in some way or another. <laughs> I know Leslie, you, you also have those connections, and and I was probably a sophomore in high school, right when when Tim was kind of getting his thing going, and came. I went to a, a clinic and. That just hit me like a ton of bricks, you know, that this is the way, you know, to quote the Mandalorian, this is the way and it really is about service. And so I was a really young teacher when I was asked to get involved in PMEA. And so I done. I did the uh, PMEA district level uh, service, and then the state presidency as a, a very young young teacher, and then um, Eastern Division, and certainly now you know the national. And it's always, always, always been about the mission for me. It's always been about music and students, and making sure that more students have opportunities. Um, because I really believe, and this is something that's come to me recently, is that excellence that we all strive for whether it's an ensemble or a music class or you know we want we want ch- children to feel that that they they've contributed they've made something bigger than themselves with this this idea of excellence but it has to be built on opportunity and then so often it looks like a triangle where you know that excellence is smaller at the top and opportunity is wider at the bottom but what I'd really love us to see is it looks like a giant rectangle where you know the opportunities exist for everybody to achieve excellence all the way through. And that's really how I've tried to, to um, model my program here in Holidaysburg with my day job and really what we're trying to strive to do with, with NAFME as well when we talk about equity and opportunity and representation and some of these concepts that are trying to make sure that students across the country have um, access, number one, equitable access, certainly. But then also that chance to really achieve something great and be bigger than themselves. And, and they feel like the, you know, they've had that uh, significant moment, you know, as, as I said earlier,
0: it's life-changing, obviously. I mean, look yeah. at you. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, we all can kind of relate. Um, one of the things that we talked about before we, we started interviewing here was um, the NAFME and, and the like, some of the things you've been talking about there are how to sustain this profession, you know, from getting into the colleges, which most of our listeners have done and probably have gotten through college. But it's um, often those first five years when teachers come out, new degree, new job, and then they it's hard. And if you've been a new teacher in the last five years, it's been especially hard um, and that's hard to sustain a profession. You're in your 26th year. You are a teacher, a president, a father, a husband, a whole bunch of other things. How do you do this? And what do you, what advice would you have for our newer teachers?
1: Well, I think first and foremost, it takes a village. And I was that young teacher who thought I could conquer the world too. You know, I think we all started that way because, you know, it's what you're built up to do in your, in your degree program. You're, you're built to, okay, you've got your wings now fly, go. And what I have learned and what I give all my student teachers, the advice is it, draw upon those around you, whether they're mentors that you consider them a confidant or even if it's um the custodian down the hall, or the cafeteria ladies, or um, the, uh, you know, the English teacher, I have a great friend who's an English teacher, because we can learn so much about how schools run, we can learn so much about students uh, and and education, the big E, you know, capital E education, not just music education, from everyone in our our spheres. And, you know, so I, I think that thinking of, of you being in this um, ecosystem of, of a school is so important that you're just a piece of that. And so, you know, surrounding yourself with that village and, and, Even if it's, you know, even if you're not the most outgoing person, I I totally get the introvert, extrovert idea and everybody's wherever you're at, that's you and that's your authentic self and you should be that, but you can observe, you can take notice uh, of the, um, things you don't have to necessarily be, Hey, Hey, you know, come I want to come over to your class and watch this or whatever. So I think that's big. I also think, as I mentioned earlier, finding those mentors is huge. Finding teachers, um, whether maybe it's a college professor or, you know, someone like that, or, um, maybe it's a veteran teacher in the area or a retired teacher in the area. I think there's a lot of value in somebody that's been taught, you know, your dad's a great example, you know, who's been around for a long time and still has so much to give because, you know, that that's the nature of this idea of servant leadership is we want to give, we want to share those, those uh, tricks and tips so that the next generation can learn from us and not have to make the same mistakes or be as efficient as possible, you know, in, in today's world, everything is faster, faster paced, you know, and this idea of change is happening over and over and over. In fact, I shared this little tidbit, sorry to kind of take a tangent, but this is interesting. I I was at our uh, National Assembly, and I was reading um, about how fast the information doubles itself. And so in the 60s and 70s, they were saying that about Every 12 to 13 months, the amount of information that was created would double itself. And what they're predicting with AI now, that can be 12 hours, that the amount of information that is coming at people in this world, you know, now granted, it's not, you're not going to see all of it. You're right. going to see a slice <laughs> it of it. But 12 hours, we can double the amount of information, they're saying by 2030. That is incredible to me. <laughs> And so in this very fast paced world of change that we live in, I think, you know, my advice to the younger teachers is, you know, take a breath, take notice, look around, find good mentors. And, I, and I'm sure that, you know, other people would say that. And I would also say continue to to find your feed your musical passion. I play in a brass band. And even with the, the NAFME work and and how you know, that's obviously a lot of time in my day job. Wednesday nights, they know, like, don't schedule meetings for me on Wednesday nights. That's my brass band night. In the summers, I, I play in a community band. Um, I want to continue to feed that part of who I am. Um, and then there are also times where I just think, uh, you know, two, two other things I'll mention about this, kind of how you sustain through this is... Um, <clears throat> prioritizing obviously, you know, has to be a big thing um, and being present in the moment that you're in. And so I really kind of put those two things together and I think about compartmentalizing. So now I'm you know NAFMI president here doing this podcast with you and when we're finished i'm going to go back to being dad and you know we're we're going to go out for a walk with the dogs and and chill out for a little bit before it's time to you know call it a day and you know, i think trying to be fully present with whatever it is that i'm doing rather than um Running from thing to thing or, or, you know, letting my brain get get off onto something that instead of being fully present in the moment. And so for me, it's about compartmentalizing and and also and and I'm still guilty of this, believe me, is just saying no and not over planning, you know, and and in fact, we rescheduled this because I, I felt like. I just can't give this what I wanted to be able to give this time to you today. And so we rescheduled because I just needed to know that I could be there. And so I think that modeling that, that mm-hmm. is, it's a
0: challenge, but it's important. So true. So true. And it's hard. It takes practice. All of those things you're talking about takes practice to compartmentalize. It takes practice to be present when you're thinking about, I have deadlines, but it's it like takes practice to play the trumpet too, doesn't it? Yeah. we're pretty good at practicing and mastering <laughs> things so before we um, ask you a little bit more we got a minute or two here left I just want to invite our listeners to think about how you can put some of these practices we've been talking about on these different episodes into practice in your own life welcome band director bootcamp listeners if you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90 day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job, but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine tune systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at bandirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15 minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you. Get you signed up and embark on this wellness journey together because together we rise. All right, we are back with NAfME President Scott Sheehan for just a final moment here. And a passion of yours, among many of them, is to help sustain this profession and to, you know, make sure that music educators and children in this country have equitable access to music ed. Um, in the last minute or so here, tell us about how our local, regional, state, and national associations can be here for us. Give maybe a couple specific examples. Absolutely.
1: Our our theme of our National Assembly that just happened a couple of weeks ago is Together Towards Tomorrow. And that's really where where we're headed. I think we're at this critical moment in time. And you alluded to this with the pandemic, you know, we're, we're, we're out of there, but it is still a little weird, but we're, we're close to, to feeling like the health scare at least is, is behind us and schools are starting to adjust to what I call the new normal, we're, but we're, we're just on this cusp, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I really think that now is that sweet spot where we can think about what we've learned, uh, through the pandemic and, and how technology can help and how we can embrace a lot of different aspects of music education, um, not just performance, but responding and connecting and and creating and composing and all those sorts of things. And um, so I I think this is the sweet spot where we can look forward and and do this together. And, And so to your point, yes, there's so many great things happening at the local levels and connecting with other music teachers. And I realize that looks differently in different parts of the country, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big country and some people may be 200 miles to the next school and others might be two minutes to the, to the next school across town. And so, you know, that that idea of what local looks like can be very different. However, the state MEAs uh, that are part of NAFME certainly provide a ton of resources, all sorts of of pieces to look at as far as kind of coming out of the pandemic. And, you know, I think there's so much value in conferences and connecting with other uh, music teachers, uh, whether you're a young teacher and and finding a cohort or or sort of like an affinity group, if you will, uh, of teachers with similar um, aspirations or similar jobs and that sort of thing. The the MEAs, the the state level are doing that. And we are actually looking at some of this at the national level too. We started a small schools initiative to connect small schools teachers across the country. Um, We just released a huge, huge report um, from the Music Teacher Profession Initiative called the Blueprint for the Future of Music Education. And it really is, is a research-based, robust uh, um, look at what it takes to get into a music program, get through, and then those supporting teachers in those first five years. So it's certainly uh, direct listeners to check out that report because there's not just to define the barriers and the challenges, but there are mitigation strategies. And what can we do to support one another in there? And who are the stakeholders and who are the people that are going to help us to make these changes that we need to see? because there it, it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, we're talking about repayment of school loans. We're talking about supporting during student teaching, um, you know, all sorts of things. The mentoring that I was talking about, you know, that, that is all in this report. So um, there's a lot happening and I'm sure we're, we're short on time, but I would definitely direct people to the NAFME website. There's so much there and their state state websites.
0: Yeah, all of that. And I love the theme, Together Towards Tomorrow, because as we spoke before uh, this, uh, uh, when the pandemic hit, I and probably every other music teacher was searching to our state and national leaders for what do we do? And you guys helped us figure it out. We're getting through the muck together. So thank you. Thank you, Scott Sheehan, for your leadership, for your passion, your compassion, and for sharing your talents and time so generously with all of us. You are making such an amazing difference.
1: Thank you so much. My pleasure.
0: All right. We're going to let Scott Sheehan go out and walk his dogs and be a dad here in a minute. But I want to say thank you to him and thank you to all you listeners who show up to Band Director Bootcamp and you make a difference in kids' lives every day through the magic of music education. The work you do matters and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to Make Your Life a Little Easier.